This podcast was recorded at Hartford Street Zen Center, Isanji, in San Francisco. Please help support our temple by making a donation at hscc.org. The other day I uh, uh, reminded myself that the uh, world is full of um, small temples small synagogues, small mosques, and uh, thank heavens for that. Also, if you uh, go out into the uh, Richmond, uh, particularly the Richmond, but maybe also the Sunset, you actually see there are uh, quite a few living room-sized temples with Chinese signs that uh, must be, uh, depending upon a very small congregation, uh, who have collected around a particular, maybe people from a particular uh, area of China, for instance, or uh, anyway, something like that. Uh, So such places have a have a, a, a duty to fulfill, and that includes us. In our uh, study hour, we've been, uh, as, as you know, reading the um, Lankavatara Sutra. And uh, recently we uh, came across a passage about uh, uh, words and their function. And um, the the intrepid questioner, Mahamati, was was, uh, quizzing Buddha on um, whether or not uh, words actually created reality. Um, and while uh, Buddha uh, didn't uh, exactly come come and say come out and say yes, words create reality. There is a uh, sense in which that is true. Maybe more generally, language creates reality. And uh, language, and therefore reality, comes from uh, our body-mind. And our body-mind is the true source of reality. In fact, there is no other source. And I, I remind myself of this when I am indulging in uh, secular pursuits, such as watching television or uh, 
reading science fiction, it periodically uh, occurs to me uh, rather strongly sometimes that I'm, I'm creating the reality that is manifesting as this television show or whatever. I know we, we uh, if we don't reflect very deeply, we might tend to think that the, no, the reality is, you know, is, is encoded on a, you know, a tape or a computer memory or something, or reality is written on a page. But that reality has no life except what it draws from us. And sometimes I feel uh, uneasy when I am giving birth to a reality that is uh, violent or despairing. or you know, some world is manifesting that is not, not particularly good for beings. So I, I felt like I, I have to take some responsibility for the worlds that I am inviting to take shape through my body-mind. I've, I've uh, had a tendency for quite a while to, uh, if uh, something violent is about to take place, uh, sometimes I will take off my headphones. <laughs> and <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to watch it. And I'm not sure that's sufficient, but at least for that space of time, perhaps I am not giving birth to a realm where beings are manifestly suffering. After all, there's quite sufficient suffering manifested in our immediate neighborhood. And this uh, somehow in my mind is it's been connected to the question of whether or not beings, human beings, People are innately good. I, I think the, uh, without getting dogmatic about it, I think the, maybe it's best to have the assumption that we are innately good.
when we uh, seem to act contrary to that. That is kind of uh, adventitious as regards our actual nature. And that the assumptions we make about our innate goodness have, can have quite an impact on how we live our lives and how we interact with and treat other people. Someone who's a, uh, quote, Facebook friend, unquote, uh, seems to have a knack for finding what to me uh, is very upsetting posts. Um, for instance, about uh, um, animals being mistreated or um, uh, countries where people are routinely and, and callously put to death. It's actually uh, quite painful to come across these posts, and yet I've also felt perhaps I, I need to pass that post along so that uh, as many people as possible know that this is happening. some way to convey along with that this, this idea that that is a contradiction to the dictates of our actual human heart. of many, if not most, maybe all spiritual traditions have been to remind us to base our life and our behavior on what is best about us. I had to remind myself that uh, maybe you know, some of the, the people who are, um, for instance, uh, poaching endangered species, perhaps they have no choice or think they have no choice. Even if, from my perspective, what they're doing is completely vile and inexcusable. That's just what I think. 
So it would seem that, for instance, Buddha's teaching is that at heart all beings are awake and can unwind the toils of karma. and come to live their lives in accordance with being awake. And unwinding the toils of karma, of course, is a... Uh, well, maybe traditionally and technically is a serious challenge. But in the Mankavatara Sutra, Buddha reminds us, the toils of karma have no independent reality. But draw their energy from the projections of our minds onto the universe of dependent co-arising. And um, <clears throat> taking our seat <clears throat> in the midst of that universe of dependent co-arising is superbly educating. And to suspend the um, activity of, <clears throat> as that sutra calls it, the Parikalpita, imposing uh, a, um, a fractured and groundless reality upon the universe which consists of nothing but dependent co-arising. <coughs> Pardon. Maybe from the traditional point of view, adopting the assumption that we are at heart beneficent beings. Maybe, strictly speaking, maybe that's a little off. <coughs> but maybe we can get away with it. And perhaps that's the kind of slightly skewed assumption that will give rise to beneficial behavior. And will support our intention to treat other beings, to treat our world 
with respect. life from us now as we sit here. Uh, our Western tendency is to think that that bird that is singing is separate from us. but it's drawing its life from us now. It's drawing its song from us now. <coughs> and I think if uh, We're sitting with a calm mind. And uh, giving our ourselves over to stillness. And in so doing, follow the stream to the source, as that old poem has it. We can see that Bird's song is drawn from us. That is its reality. And that uh, changes how we relate to the world. that's true of other sounds too. That's true of everything. But, uh, maybe it's easiest if we start with something sweet. didn't have a Dharma talk today, but by golly, one happened, so. I don't know if you have any questions. occurred to me a couple of times in the study of the Ankavatara Sutra 
Well, first off, that I mean, over and over and over again, it says that all of so-called reality is a projection of the mind. That's correct, I think. What what we call reality. Yeah, what we call. <coughs> So, what I've been wondering is, is mind itself a projection of mind, which is sort of a conundrum and maybe a paradox and maybe unanswerable and maybe just a word puzzle? <laughs> no, I think what we call mind is um, largely projection. What we call mind, what mm -hmm. sentient beings think mm -hmm. of as mind. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's right. So, if that's the case, you probably can't really say what mind is. The mind that our mind is projection of. It's beyond whatever <laughs> concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can only, you know, we, we trade in the the concepts that are, to one degree or another, useful in our world. And every version of mind that we come up with is one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond that is, of course, uh, you know, the realm of the, uh, the completely realized is, is not graspable. Of course, the realm of the completely realized is untouched by our projections. So, that's good to know, too. Of course, now you may make me wonder what that is. <laughs> that realm of... Sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Once again, trying to grasp, you know... But luckily, something. you have the practice of returning to the hall, as they say. So. Mm -hmm. That is a saving grace, if ever there was one. Oh, yes. Can I make a mundane comment about mistakes I've made with the whole assuming everyone's beneficent and uh -huh. wonderful? Yes. Um, I would still say allow yourself space if someone especially seems extremely emotionally overwrought or something like emotionally charged and wants you to do something now yeah that there's oftentimes like you can have a sense of like something's not quite right here and you don't have to give them you know your complete trust especially people you don't um and yeah at least for me sometimes that whole sort of thing of you know, assuming everybody's good at heart, like it can play into that, not respecting boundaries for myself. Right. Um, yeah, I don't recommend that. Um, um, un under no circumstances does Buddha say we should check our common sense at the door. There's a, uh, one of these TV shows that I'm giving birth to. <laughs> it's actually quite good. 
It's on uh, PBS, and it's the uh, Unforgotten series. Uh, it's a uh, British show, and um, uh, is is based on this uh, police group that takes on these cold cases from years in the past and unravels them. And uh, the current season, um, the perpetrator of these crimes is uh, very uh, urbane, uh, well, carefully groomed, well-spoken person. And um, once they've unraveled the uh, crime or crimes, one of the police policemen says, "You know, I, uh, I I'm not sure I've ever been in the presence of utter evil before." And I actually thought, "I don't. I think that's wrong. This person is ill, quite obviously." And whatever the legal ramifications of someone being nuts are, I, I actually don't care. It was quite obvious that this person was seriously damaged and very sick. Yet, would I want to uh, go on a camping trip with that person? No, thank you. <laughs> and I would recommend that no one else do so. And I would suggest that this person is so ill that that person should probably be kept away from other beings under most circumstances. And that's very sad. But as Nagarjuna said, there are some frames of mind that cannot be undone until there is another rebirth. And I think this is one of those cases. So. It's okay to be careful. It seems like so much of um, what's going on in the world could be attributed to illness. Oh, you know, murder, yes. rape. <laughs> well, there's a, on and on, endless. There's, there's a reason Buddha is called, you know, the great doctor. Yeah. Yeah, quite, quite so. about this despairing sort of amount of negativity in the world right now. It seems to be affecting almost everyone mm -hmm. in one way or another <clears throat> yeah. in terms of their world outlook or their hope for the future or, or whatever. And I sometimes wonder why does what manifests as evil seem to have the upper hand? so much of the time, and particularly we're in a cycle now where it seems, yeah. so. Well, the pendulum swings back and forth, always has, and as far as I can tell, always will. Um, maybe the traditional view would be that um, when we um, 
require uh, a preponderance of beneficial karma, we will be born in a time and a place where the pendulum is swinging away from negativity. So, if we do not find ourselves in such a situation now, it may be that, well, that's how the, that's how the uh, cards were dealt this time. And maybe doing our best not to contribute to that will, in the long run, be tremendously helpful. I should, uh, I should confess and repent. Um, I can confess. I'm not sure if I can repent at this point. But um, one of those uh, postings on Facebook that I mentioned um, got me so upset. I'm still upset, actually. I reverted to a former what, uh, strain of spirituality, and I said, Hecate, great mother of the dark moon, crush, crush those poachers, grind them into the earth. I don't think Buddha would approve. So, I confess. Yeah, maybe I repent a little bit, but I'll have to work on that. In the former years, I learned that um, it's best not to toy with such things. And to call upon powers like that have some effect. So it's the best to be careful. And yet someone has to do something. Yes. I found myself frequently imagining, just for a moment, a bullet flying through the brain of certain people. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, maybe that would stop what's going on. Of course, it wouldn't. Yeah. Really, it would all it would alter it in some way. Or maybe for it a while stop it would stop. It. Yes. Yeah. And then I, you know, of course, I catch myself. And that's not very wholesome. Probably. <laughs> Well, let's go have some wholesome tea and cookies. <laughs> <laughs>